0: Welcome to a new episode of the EuroCLEO podcast talking and teaching history. Um, my name is Andreas Alperger. I'm your co-host for today's episode, but I have a special guest co-host with me today, Kevin Kendall. You're a history teacher with, with lots of experience from the US, from Egypt, from China. Now you're here in the Netherlands, in Rotterdam, doing a, a master's degree at Erasmus University. But you're also part of our Football Makes History project. and. Full disclaimer, this pro- this particular episode of our podcast will be mostly about our project uh, and about football history. Uh, it just so happens that it combines two of my favorite topics, football and history. I'm a big fan of both. Now, um, yeah, you've, you've been part of our project. You're actually developing some material of your own. Um, just to tell our listeners first a bit more about the project, Football Makes History. Uh, we invite you, of course, all to check out footballmakeshistory.eu. Basically, the project has brought together teachers from all over Europe who have been developing lesson plans on on teaching history through the lens of football. And now you're here with us and you're developing one of them. Can you tell us a bit more?
1: Uh, Just a bit about my background in the organization. At first, um, I was assigned to help edit and review some of the stories and articles that we publish, uh, relating some of them to the On This Day calendar as well, so trying to relate some sort of event in football history to specific days of the calendar. Um, also looking into developing educational resources. And one of the resources that I'm, I'm still working on, it's, it's currently under development, but it's nearing completion, uh, is called Equal Pay for Equal Play, addressing, addressing the issues of equality within world football between men and women's uh, versions of the sport. And specifically, I'm trying to look at the gender pay gap, the wage gap, um, some of the bonuses they would receive for the tournaments that they're involved in, the sponsorships, um, and and all of that just to promote equality within the sport.
0: Great, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we we will uh, in this project we've had teachers from all over Europe develop materials. They're based in Iceland and. Uh, Macedonia and Italy all over Europe and um, we'll talk to one of them uh, Enrico Cavalieri from from Bologna in Italy who's developed one activity on the life story of Arpad Weiss who was a famous uh, football coach from Hungary but made famous in Italy and later came to the Netherlands and passed through um, France on the way as well um, and we'll also talk to a teacher who actually picked up some of these activities from our website and decided to use it in our classroom. So let's let's get to it. Okay, a really warm welcome to Enrico Cavalieri and Helen Jansen. Um, Helen Jansen is a history teacher uh, from the Netherlands. She's also a board member of the Dutch History Teacher Association um, and a president of the European Teachers Association, uh, the Netherlands uh, section of, of that association. Enrico Cavalieri, he joins us from uh, Bologna in Italy, where he's a, a history teacher, but he's also been involved in our Eurocleo project, Football Makes History, from the very start. He's been a developer... Uh, helping to design a lesson plan, which he will also talk about uh, in this in this uh, episode. So a warm welcome to both of you. The f- The very first question is going to, to you both. Um, what was your first memory related to football? Enrico, would you like to go first?
2: Yeah, if you let. Uh, uh, yeah, my first memory about football is about... Play, played football because uh, when I was a kid I, I grew up in a, in a block which had which was uh, like a round uh, it, it had a round shape so in the middle there was a beautiful uh, garden with grass and we wanted to play we were kids I was like six seven eight years old we wanted to play football but soon as we went to live there after some months, the, the assembly of the condominium decided that we it was forbidden to play football there and they put a poster on, on each door to say that it was forbidden and my parents didn't let me to play football anymore down there because my parents were really strict about these rules and I felt that like the first, uh, uh, the first injustice of my life, <laughs> it was really, <laughs> really bad because Uh, After we went to play it in the road, so uh, it was really also worse for us. So, this is my this is one of the first uh, of the first memory about football I have, I think.
3: For me, it uh, was a bit different. Uh, I do recall that my father was a teacher um, at a school with a lot of boys. So, when I was born, I really received this huge football and uh, uh, he started wanting to play with me uh, in the garden and uh, actually i wasn't uh, too keen on playing football Uh, later on i uh, learned to uh, watch of course with him on Sundays, sunday afternoons looking at uh, football matches with Johan kauf as one of the first uh, people football players uh, that uh, sprung to mind uh, which was really awesome to do something together with my father
1: so my, my first memory related to football is also related to playing. Um, growing up in Miami, Florida, my particular community was extremely diverse. Um, probably one of very few non-Spanish speaking uh, kids in the neighborhood. So this was probably my best way of you know belonging in, in this community. And uh, pretty much from age five through age maybe 11 or 12, I had mainly Spanish-speaking coaches It also helped to learn that language and uh, definitely, you know, a topic to discuss in, in school, with friends, and especially when the United States hosted the 1994 World Cup, I was well on my way to, you know, my passion for the sport that I have today.
0: All right. Yeah. I, I also have some, some early memories, I think from when I, when I first attended my first football game, like at the stadium, I think that's, that's something that stands out for me. And I, I think it probably goes to show that I've, I've never been a very successful football player, but I've been a pretty good football fan. Like I, I, I think I prefer to watch it than to play it these days. In fact, uh, although I really like to play as well. Um, shall we go ahead with some, some other questions? Uh, sure. Sure. The next question is for Helen. Uh, I, I've, come to
1: learn that you're not particularly interested in football Mm -hmm. specifically. And and coming from the United States, I will also have a lot of students that are not interested in football, maybe American football or baseball or basketball or other sports. But could you tell us more about how you first got involved with some of the materials with Football Makes History?
3: Um, Yes, Uh, it was rather a fun question, a fun situation. Um, I had a student uh, of mine um, that was really not paying too much attention to the le- history lessons, and she didn't get really involved. So I started talking to her and to some other students, and uh, she told me that she really didn't like history too much. And, but then obviously I asked, what are you interested in? And then football came into uh, the conversation. And she was so keen on playing football that I thought, well, let's do something and make a connection between history and football. So I asked her, invited her to uh, co-create with me uh, a lesson uh, for uh, one or two lessons and use the materials of uh, Football Makes History she didn't know too much about history and football. And I just uh, read um, uh, the web- about the website. So I was keen to connect the bo- uh, both of them. And she was keen to d- try it as well. So we really created um, a <laughs> fun lesson um, where we connected the developments um from the 19th century till now to situations and pictures and life stories of the website so we try to make it distinctive so um pictures about uh, or stories about the second world war uh, that were very different from stories from the cold war that were very different from stories in the 19th century and then we invited uh, the other students to think along those lines and make the connections. So that made it very strong, and for her very interesting. And I think I um, so I saw her very much motivated, uh, which was uh, awesome actually. <laughs> um, so we, um, if I elaborate on that, uh, we asked the students uh, to work in groups of four. And they received 10 pictures uh, and each picture, each of alive in the live of the website was connected to one of the developments in the uh, 19th century till now. And then the students got a picture, had to make a lineup, a chronology. And then they had to see if that could be connected to check if their idea was um, correct by using the information that was attached to each picture. So they received the pictures first, made a lineup, then received an explanation, and they had to connect uh, if, uh, the explanation with the picture to see if the lineup, the chronology was correct. And afterwards, they uh, were asked in the third round to see if it could be connected to the uh, development. So the Industrial Revolution or uh, migration or the Second World War. So each topic, uh, each development was connected to one of the life stories. And actually, it motivated students a lot to... um, start puzzling to make the connections and to then make the connections to the history lessons that they uh, had been taught before.
1: So as as kind of a follow-up to this question, um, you know you said this student had little interest in history whereas maybe you had very little interest in football. Were there other students with maybe lower interest in football that were engaged by this particular activity too? Yes, (laughs)
3: the the students uh, were uh, offered a choice to see if they wanted to uh, use uh, cartoons or to use football. And even though uh, not all, uh, some students chose to work with uh, the football mixed history material and they uh, found it um, engaging, sometimes a little bit difficult, um, and some. Football fanatics uh, were a bit uh, were a bit um, sad in the end that they didn't choose or didn't have the opportunity to choose the um, football part Mm -hmm. because they would have liked that perhaps even more. But they did exchange uh, at the end. They did exchange the information. And they they did find it quite interesting to uh, to learn all the different connections.
0: Wonderful. I mean, we will we'll probably come back to talking about your experience um, um, using some of our material in in your classroom, Helen. And just for the listeners who don't know our platform well enough, uh, on this footballmakeshistory.eu website, there are more than a hundred life stories of people who have some kind of connection to to football, but they're not your typical sort of hero stories of of fantastic players. They can be all kinds of characters who somehow were involved in football in over the last uh, century or so. Um, So of course we encourage everyone to to go have a look and uh, each one of them has some trigger questions for teachers as well that they can uh, make use of in the classroom. Um, I think I'll go for, for a question to Enrico, because um, let's bring him into the, to the conversation as well. Um, Enrico, so you, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've, you've been working with us from the beginning in, in this project. Um, my, my question really is sort of, how did you end up designing lesson plans on football history? Uh, and, and yeah, what, what motivated you to start using uh, football in, in your own history classroom?
2: Uh, yeah, I think I was motivated, but my motivation was quite common. I mean, I, 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 I have to face, day, day by day, I have to face the, the lack of interest of students, of large part of students toward history. And uh, now I'm working with very young students from 11 to 14 years old. Some years ago, I, I had worked in a vocational school, so they were a bit mm-hmm. older, like 16, 17. And uh, all of my students uh, were, uh, had a very, it was really rare to have a student who was fond of history. Sometimes, usually, one, 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 uh, one, each, uh, one each class, uh, there, there was one each class usually. So I I started to, I, I thought, as, as all I think all the members of this project uh, thought that uh, taking football, taking the interest for football, uh, you could you could uh, you could use this interest towards football to to, to make to make them know that uh, there is a connection between football and history, and that football is not something because usually they see football in the world of funny things and history and school in the world of boring boring stuff. So you have to break the you know the wall between the two worlds and saying it, it's the same world <laughs> you live and it's the world you are living in. So uh, I think football can be a very powerful tool for that. And um, in, in, my, in my old school, uh, the, the largest part of my students were males, were boys. So it was much easier also to, to use football as a, as a tool for that. And uh, I think it's, it's really just to, to, to connect with uh, what uh, Ellen was just saying. I think it's really powerful to use biographies, to use uh, life histories, because I uh, and another another problem that I have with my students, it's that uh, they think history is something like. It happened, I don't know when, I don't know where in another world and using life histories, they they discovered that also football players were normal, normal human beings. They have uh, the same problems with that for them. They have kids, they, they were fathers, so They their mothers uh, and uh, this. this and see, in seeing that a lot of, a lot of them were so uh, touched by real history, some of them re- in a really hard way and bad way, uh, it makes them understand that uh, it, it's, it's the same world they, they are living in. So it's, it's, it's very useful to, to make the, the world a little smaller and more easy for them to understand, I think.
0: I mean you you mentioned how some of these these individuals were touched in a hard way. I mean that that uh, you, yeah. you, i would I would like to ask you basically if, I know it's hard to to elaborate on it in on a couple of minutes, but could you walk us through a bit the main ideas of the lesson plan that you have developed as part yeah, of that? yeah
2: yeah I had, I, had uh, I, I found a very uh, <laughs> iconic sorry uh, very close to my city, the city where I live. Uh, Bologna, uh, because uh, I, I made a, this uh, lesson plan, this uh, didactical activity about uh, Arpad Weiss, who was a Hungarian Jewish coach, who played who was uh, he played during the twenties, <clears throat> and he became a coach very soon in the thirties, and it was a big innovator of Italian football and European football as well. Uh, he arrived in Italy and start coaching uh, Ambrosiana Inter, who was uh, international FC in those. Uh, Fastest years, uh, and uh, he he won he won two championship. Then he came in here to coach Bologna football club. And uh, he won the championship also with Bologna. And uh, he, he, he was also an international winner because uh, with Bologna, he went to, to play in a sort of uh, uh, Champions League, Antaliteram, uh, that was the Expo tournament uh, in 1937. And uh, he won, uh, Bologna won against Chelsea for 4 to 1. And the, the, English, the English teams uh, then were the, the masters. So it was a big victory for, uh, for Bologna for ARPA advice. The bad luck of Arpad advisor was that he, he was also Jewish. So in 1938 in Italy, there were Russia were issued the Russian laws and he had to escape. From he, he was fired from Bologna. Uh, he had to escape with his family. He had two kids. Uh, he went to France. Then he went to Holland, to the Netherlands. And then he was he was he was uh, captured by Nazis and he handed his life in, in Auschwitz. And uh, the the strange thing is that uh, up to 10, 10 years ago, more or less, fifteen years ago, nobody knew about his story here in Bologna. Uh, it was one journalist, one sports journalist, uh, fond of history, that uh, wrote a book about him. A journalist from Bologna, and uh, now a lot of a lot of people uh, was able to know about his history. They put a label also in the stadium here, and. Uh, so uh, taking this story, I, I collected some documents. Some of them I found in the book, some of them I went to archives uh, also into Milan to, to take them, the original, for example, the original newspaper of some news. And I, I simplified them and translated them in English. And uh, I made them like uh, in the, some format of to be sources, to, to make the students uh, research, to make, a, to make a research to understand who was this man. In the first part, they, they can uh, reconstruct his uh, football life as a winner, as a big coach, as, a, as an important uh, uh, important coach for Italian football and also European football. And in the second part, there is the bad part, so the, the human part and also the fact that he had to escape and the fact that he ended in Auschwitz. And this, the, the students, in, guided by, some, by the teacher, can uh, reconstruct his life. And, uh, and and I think that it's it, it's the the real historian job that they do. So I think it, it can be interesting for them.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I mean, it, I think it's also, in a sense, it maybe answers our next question. But it, yeah. <laughs> because it you it, you with this story of Afpa Vice, you really sort of tell a story of. Yeah, the developments of fascism and and the Holocaust in in uh, I mean a massive event, of course, in European history through the lens of football, which is um, yeah, uh, well done to you, Enrico, for this doing all that research for for this this uh, this lesson plan. So
1: you discussed quite a few concepts with with your one lesson plan. With this, just, just one story. So I'm thinking migration, war, citizenship, identity, heritage. Um, all of those those sort of issues coming together in, in one lesson about football history. What potential do you see football having as, as a tool
2: to teach these greater social issues? I think it has a big potential. I mean, if, if, if students are interested in football, uh, it has a, a huge potential. If... Um, you need you need that them to have some interest in football because uh, you usually uh, football is connected with history and you can you can start from that and, uh, and, and, and con- contextualize football inside the, you, you know the big the big history um, usually I, I, I found my my students quite uh, quite receptive about uh, about this stuff and uh, also the girls but, which i was more uh, a bit more uh, worried about them because usually they are not so fond of football like boys but uh, if you, if i think that i think that this is a real the the, the, um, the power of life stories because uh, a life stories also uh, involving is is really involving and even if you are not much interested in about football you know uh, you, you can, you can, uh, you can really identify with some, with some, with some characters and, and um, and then there is the fact that football is a game and dealing with games, it's is always, use, um, it's always easier for, uh, for students also for adults, but, uh, it's something like, um, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I'm not, I'm not dealing with history. I'm dealing with a game I'm dealing with football. So. It's uh, they 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 take down their defenses so we can strike. <laughs> exactly. Can can we also ask that question to
1: to you, Helen? What what potential do you see football having to teach about these greater social issues?
3: I was really happy to see that one of the girls students uh, was the person who said, "Oh, can we do something with uh, with um, football?" Um, And that made that when we were looking at the picture, uh, at the life stories, uh, that we also chose some of the pictures and some of the uh, specific stories about women's football. And it made it so much more inviting for other girls to get involved and to also see the boys looking at the pictures and then saying, Oh, I thought it was a boy. Uh, This is, uh, I was not aware that in the 19th century, there were also uh, female uh, soccer players. So that was really uh, an eye-opener for the boys as well to start thinking uh, of football in different way Um, and to see more uh, developments into this uh, situation. Um, And, I do agree um, with Enrico that also this game and this competition uh, for also part of the girls and part of the boys to just have this competition and to see the the various persons that made it uh, interesting to see and to learn more about and to also go back into history and see to, to Get an eye, the, also this eye opener uh, idea because they did know about of course uh, the stories of migration, uh, for for instance uh, of Ruud uh, Gullit being a, a football player of Suriname, but they weren't aware of that situation and that it was connecting to the situation of migration in the Netherlands, so that made it really uh, intriguing, or one of the examples of um, the stories of also in the Second World War, that they were playing football in um, um, uh, uh, in, a, in a camp in the Netherlands, which was also mind-blowing for them, because they really thought, well, they, it's like a final destination, so why would you play football there? It kind of created uh, lots of wonder about situations in history, and also the two sides of that. Being surprised um, and and wonder how and why that happened.
0: I I wanted to actually ask. um, uh, Helen, you 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 mentioned how you yeah you you taught um, you used Rud uh, Hulit as one example. But which were some of the other uh, stories that you picked up actually from from the website? Do you remember? I, I realized it may be some time ago now.
3: But... <laughs> it's uh, it has been some time ago, but uh, of course I uh, double checked again. Um, so, for instance, we uh, chose Helen Matthews, who um, started uh, the. Uh, a female soccer team in 1881. Um, And it was quite special for women to uh, play football in those days. We also chose uh, Brunhilde Amodeo um, who uh, played um, for Italy uh, and was stopped uh, by the um, uh, political, uh, by the fascist party of um, Mussolini in 1933. So we did start. Uh, we chose some of the female uh, players, but also typical Dutch events like the bombardment on uh, Rotterdam, and uh, used um, a picture of um, the football stadium for that. So I we try to make connections between the life stories and the um, the pictures and the. Uh, Uh, and the events that students had to learn anyway.
0: Wonderful. I I don't have sort of a last question that goes to both of you, actually. Um, Based on your experience, like Enrico, of course, developing one from from scratch and using it in his his classroom, but also Helen, you you sort of took this with a student and did sort of the inverse classroom activity. Um, Do you have any good tips for for other teachers who are thinking about using football or actually other forms of popular culture or other sports, perhaps, in their classroom practice when when teaching history?
3: I uh, I think I would like to encourage everyone to um, start reading and be surprised by the materials that you can find. Uh, In hindsight, I would definitely go back and use again the uh, the uh, questions that were also uh, in the material, uh, but that I didn't use for the first <laughs> the first uh, time of using it. I would definitely use the pictures even more because they tend to um, start the mind going and brainstorming, and make students more aware and curious of what is happening. And then, in combining that with the test, with the text, with explanation, that really opens up a discussion in the group. And if now, I, I probably would ask uh, more students to get involved um, and also more students that are very uh, much into uh, playing football, because I think they would even like it more. So it encourages I would think that it brings it it also opens up for more students of different backgrounds to feel more comfortable um, and seen and being included in the discussion in the classroom. So that would be for me now. <laughs> uh, it is something that I tend to use more and more in, cl- uh, in class using uh, the picture of the national team, for instance. And then start from there and ask students to find out who's in there and what's their background. And that really helps students to get more involved.
0: Enrico, any tips you have to share, perhaps even about if anyone is thinking about following your footsteps and actually developing something uh, as well?
2: Yeah. Uh, I I think I, I would suggest to to, to a teacher uh, also. Um to to use the material we find out and we we build but also to to try to research something else uh, for example in the local history in the local sports history because it's really really strong to make uh, pupils to to deal with uh, with things that they, they can touch they can see for example uh, i had I, I had very close this big story of Alp Advice and I, I could i couldn't bring my students to the stadium, to bologna stadium because there was a covid uh, lockdown but as soon as i can i will bring them there to see them the label that they put about him so they can see that, uh, that the world is real i think that the, the the biggest task is to break this glass the this glass wall bec- between students and and the history and uh, and i think local local uh, local characters also also not about football players also other sports player but if if they if they can see and they can live they can see their lives very close to them it's uh, it's really they, they start to think that it's more interesting because it's the real world, not something that they are on the books. And, uh, and I, I learn it because my teacher wants to it and I have to take a nice note. So I think uh, you use the territory around you.
3: I do agree, Enrico. I think it, it's very strong uh, to connect with the local uh, football club and the local uh, football heroes as well.
1: So to follow some of this, up, I was curious if you saw opportunities for collaboration with other teachers, even at the same school or from from other schools around Europe to either focus on certain topics or cross subject areas, perhaps. And if you'd have any any tips or recommendations on that.
3: Well, with the sports being so popular uh, and even growing in popularity in this time. Um, I definitely see opportunities to work together and uh, with other subjects. Um, For instance, we're creating a Europe week at Sveisen College and um, normally we would go to Brussels, etc. We will do that as well, but uh, football will be part of that week now (laughs) and uh, the, um, the live stories will be part of that week it's so easy now to find stories uh, of uh, football players of different parts of Europe and also share that uh, common history uh, in that week. So I'm really looking forward of integrating that and I'm working together with my sports teacher and a culture teacher to uh, see how we can make that uh, into an exciting week. And um, I repeat in preparation of this i talked to a colleague of mine who said well oh we do something similar like this we use uh, football uh, an example of a jewish uh, football player uh, in an exchange um, program that we do and we want to um, we notice that students really love uh, that as um, the basis of uh, a collaboration project so for me, uh, it made it possible to think beyond the borders and open up uh, the opportunities. So I hope really many uh, colleagues would see that opportunity and use it.
0: I think we're very happy with, uh, with this. So thank mm-hmm. you both so much for sharing your, your insights into developing, using, teaching football in your classrooms and uh, wishing you much luck. So, having had a good discussion now with um, Helen and with Enrico, I think we've we've seen how football's potential is there to use in the classroom, especially perhaps life stories. Uh, how students can use them to relate uh, history more sort of personal struggles. Uh, football players are individuals like anyone else, and they have interesting stories behind them. We hope we've been able to give you some inspiration for how football or in fact right other popular culture can be used as a sort of a hook to, um, for students to address larger issues that are happening in, in history and society. And for anyone interested in teaching history with football, we have a few events lined up. Um, we start with a webinar series now in May and June, from Eurocleo site, So go to eurocleo.eu or footballmakeshistory.eu for more information. There will be panel discussions, there will be work sessions with some of the teachers who have been part of our project and have been developing lesson plans. Of course all of these lesson plans that we have developed as part of our Football Makes History project are also available for free on our own platform Historiana, historiana.eu, but also you can find them on Football Makes History uh, website. Uh, we're really keen to also hear from other teachers who, like Helen, discovered some of this material and actually picked it up and used it in the classroom. So please get in touch if you have a similar story to share. We will be very happy to feature you in some form.
1: We hope to continue the Football Makes History project in some form in the future. So if you are interested in, in participating in this as a teacher, as you know, some passionate football fan, Uh, Please get in touch with us. You can follow us across social media, Football Makes History on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. And you can get all the latest news from Football Makes History as well as potential discussion questions for the classroom. Thanks for listening.